You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. Enjoy the show. Podcast. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your host. Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. One, go. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. Opening up here with uh, Steve Ranella. What a legend. How are you doing today, Garrett? I'm excellent. I'm excellent. Steve Ranella is. Like, that show, Meatisa, is great. The podcast is really good, too. Have you listened to many of those? Uh, I haven't heard a whole lot of them. I heard Joe talking about how I, I found it interesting. I'm sure we'll jump into this, but, like, how whenever he does how when he does the show and they don't even get a kill, that those are majority of those episodes are, like, some of the best episodes he's ever had. Yeah, those episodes are really good, to be honest. Yeah. Um, just, gets- just because it's, like, it almost, like, more thought-provoking, like, because he has to wait around... So he starts talking about his life growing up and other things, and he's just such a good kind of narrator, Dude, th- almost like almost poetically hunter-like. He lives in uh, he lives in Montana, yeah. Yeah, he lives in Bozeman. Right. He lives in the town that I live in. Shout out to Bozeman, Montana. Hell yeah! Is that kind of the? I mean, not to stereotype, but is that kind of the uh, personality traits that you find from a lot of people there? Just because he seemed like such a genuine guy, like he's very well- yeah. There's there's a lot of that here, like a like um yeah. There's a lot of people good conversations. People say you people say like it. you meet the hunters here. They're like thought provoking, right? Like they're you know they're introspective, right? And uh, there's not like a hillbilly energy. People say people say that hi. I've noticed. I even found it interesting. I was walking to go pick up some takeout food a couple of days ago, and an older couple was walking down the side of the street, and they said, "Hi," and I was like, "Hey, how you doing?" I was like, "That's like unheard of." It seems like now in LA, it's like you just walk by with your head down in, in your own little world. <laughs> I was like, "So I was." You know, it's weird that didn't used to be that way in Santa Monica. No, I mean, like before the pandemic, bro, everyone was saying hi to each other. It was it was weird because it's like quite a big city right in a sense absolutely it, it is until you live there and then well you realize i mean small. it's like a million people right just there i mean that's not huge but right. it's pretty big right. way bigger than bozeman which is like forty-five thousand or something right um and yeah there was there was like a good energy for that but like he seems like it's it, lost that recently yeah for sure he seemed like such a good dude he's just telling stories about how he takes walks with his kids and like he just seems to be like a great family man. He was a author too. He's written a couple of books, yeah. Yeah, one a really good one he has. Fuck, I forgot the name of it, but I, I think I have it. But it's about cooking, you know, like how to re like a cookbook for game, right? You know, meat. Smart. Which, to be honest, like a lot of people don't like game meat because <sighs> they're like, well, one, they say it's gamey, and two, it's you know, it's just different than other meat. Like, it takes a bit more work, but when it's prepped i mean it's healthier i would imagine right and uh i will say that i no I, research or science of my own but it's <laughs> organic yeah and yeah. um you know but you got to know how to like use it right. cook it that's what i was trying to do this year uh with my hunting is like get to the point where 
you know, the bow season wasn't great right. for me. I mean, I didn't get anything, but like, I want to, I want to learn like the process of preparing it all. Absolutely. You know, look, it sounds gruesome, but just understanding how to like, you know, chop it all up and get it ready. I always tell that story to people that are super, super left on Barnaby vegetarian or vegan. I always say, Joe always says that he was either going to be a hunter or become a vegetarian and he decided to go hunting. But I mean... I got to say, I developed a new appreciation for elk. I just had it for the first time a few weeks ago. A buddy of mine brought me over a burger, and I was like, damn, this is what Joe's talking about. This is actually amazing. It's substantially better. Well, don't get me wrong, man. I mean, when I moved to the U.S. in 1997, I'd been a vegetarian my whole life. Oh, really? And my dad's a pacifist. We did you know charity work for Greenpeace growing up. Like Like, the idea of... Any kind of hunting was so foreign to me, and I did not like the sound of it at all. That's good. Like, it was not where I was at. So, but but the more I talked to them, you know, people that I went hunting, I was like, oh, they're not what I thought they were. Right. Just like frivolous. I thought they were just savages that like <laughs> right. killing things. Yeah, they're out there. Right? I really did. I, I completely had the same narrative in my head until I kind of opened myself up to the idea. I mean, it. I don't know. It's interesting, too, how much, like, adding, I don't want to say one way or the other, whether it's good, bad, whatever, but the way that Joe was talking about one of his buddies having to eat meat in order for his body to heal quicker, I found that pretty interesting. Oh, right? yeah, that was Travis Barker from oh, that's right. uh, Blink-182. So he got in a, in a plane crash. Right. Right? A, a few years, I think it was, like, a decade ago. It was bad. Got in a plane crash, and it, like, burnt his skin, like, the jet fuel when he, like, escaped from right. it. Right. And, um, yeah, he'd been a vegan. Right. And um, he, he just wasn't healing. Right. That's it. Like, just wasn't. Now, you know, I have friends that are vegans that have really good immune systems. Right. So, to say it's it's because his immune system was too weak because of that, I mean... If you think about it, he just added like a severe trauma right, to it. Right. So he required probably special nutritional demands. Do you think for our, that reason? But but yeah, he did it, I, and good for him. I mean, you know, you got to get better. We're both meat eaters, so I guess it's easy for us to say we're on that side of it. But do you see an advantage to being? What did you see any advantages to being a vegetarian over being a meat eater, or vice versa? You know, I was only 14 or 13 when I stopped uh, eating just only vegetables, I guess, gotcha. and carbs or whatever. But um, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. I always, because, I always found it interesting. I, I mean, I just enjoyed it more. I enjoyed food more once I tasted a steak. <laughs> you know, I put on a lot of weight right away. That's for sure. Right. Like I actually had some muscle, right. which when you're a teenager in high school, feels good. Like that's what you want to do. Yeah, right. I was still pretty skinny, but like I put on some weight. You could see that was probably the best time to start eating meat if you had to pick a time. I imagine your body's yeah. your body's transitioning anyway, so it's like all right. Yeah, yeah I mean, probably as a little kid, oh. it's it's maybe good because like think of the junk that kids want to Absolutely. eat, like candy, sodas, right. just. You know, chicken nuggets, like you name it. I never had any of I'm that. I'm a vegan. I used to go to my friend's house. I remember I used to go to my friend's houses, and they would have all this meat in their freezer, and they'd have those dinosaur-shaped 
breaded nuggets. Um, yeah, nuggets. Right. And I thought they were billionaires. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, "You lucky bastards! <laughs> you th- How do you, you even to, have this?" Think about what they feed kids in in high school and in grade school. It's like you wonder why these kids are bouncing off the wall. They're just straight up eat, feeding them processed food and sugar. It's like, what if you gave them a good diet? They might not be so. ADHD. I, I'm just making speculation here, but yeah, I, well, it, schools in England, so they give you meals like they're covered, right? Gotcha. Uh, oh, I think you pay something, but they're like every day you get a, a meal, everyone gets one. Right. And I always had to have the vegetarian one because my parents told the school like you're vegetarian, and so I just had to eat it. But I was always watching the other kids like eat their burgers or sausages or whatever. Right. I'm like, God, that looks good. <laughs> and then they would have these like special vegetarian meals for me. Right. And I just have to be like always the odd one out. Just, you know, this is like the eighties, right. man. People were like, what are you doing? I was going to say, were you, I don't were know. You an, I guess I just do this. <laughs> were you an outcast in any way? Did you ever have any desire to do it? Or were you just like, this is what my family does. So this is what I do. Yeah, no, I supported it. I, you know, I've always been able to kind of hold my own with, being different so i just did it right you know it was just not like i never really looked forward to lunchtime right like, because it just it didn't taste that good it was just boring in contrast that like i remember back when my mashed potatoes and a bunch of vegetables it was like it was always missing something right my dad used to sell meat door to door now i'm thinking back we used to i used to go with him when i was young too sometimes we'd have like he worked for some I don't know what they called it, like private butcher or something like that, but we were just driving a pickup truck with a big freezer on the back and go door-to-door selling people Omaha steaks. Talk about a, really? talk about a friggin' salesman. My dad was... <laughs> my dad could sell anything. It was like that old phrase, ketchup, popsicle to a white man in white gloves. That was my pops. I'd sell meat in boxes. It was just like... But like a legal drug dealer, I guess that's what everything is. In some ex- like To some extreme, you buy it in bulk and then sell it for more expensive but well i mean that's kind of like the hard work that steve ranella was talking about like he remember when he got into talking about being a manager like how he feels like he's a bad manager right because he just talks to everybody the same like he doesn't have like manager mode right but one thing he's always respected is people being able to get in the dirt right and shovel shit like that yeah (laughs) that kind of thing right shovel shit and that's that's what that sounds like (laughs) that's a lot dude door-to-door steak salesman (laughs) imagine how fucking hard that job let me tell you with a kicker my dad had cancer too and he had a colostomy bag on his on his stomach so he would be walking into these places with a fucking shit bag on the side of his stomach and and he'd have to swallow his pride and go sell these steaks to people i don't know how he did it but man i, I used to look Jesus. at him i used to look at him and just be like wow that I, I mean as i've gotten older we had our miss talk about getting it done you know, right you know what i mean finding a way he yeah finding a way um god bless yeah I rem- yeah that's impressive i i look back on like, that now whenever i'm complaining about things like <laughs> it you know and they say don't compare to like people having dope lives on Instagram because it's probably not real, but also don't compare necessarily to people having worse days. Right. But sometimes I think if you're going to compare in any direction, which we probably always do, hundred percent, it, it might be better to just be like, think of the struggle right. of other people. Like my buddy Ash always brings up Normandy, right? And like eighteen year olds having to run that beach, right? And it's like, is your day really that bad? I was like, Ash, I got a flat tire. Right. <laughs> 
And he's like, yeah, you could get another time. <laughs> I got Like, stop. <laughs> it's good, though. I mean, you know? that's what life does. It's like Jocko's video, good. Right. It's it's a bit of that, and it, it, it does make sense. Who's going to carry the boats? <laughs> mm. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but again, when it's when it's your day though, right? When it's just like your day going to hell, yeah. you just you forget that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, you really do. Absolutely. I <clears throat> had you ever heard of anybody hallucinating on tobacco? Ronella was talking about that. Um, I'd never heard of that. He, I, I, I guess he was young and probably chewed well, a lot of it. I but. could see it if you like swallowed it. Maybe I remember when I was young playing third third <clears throat> base and like. I remember Little League, and somehow one of the guys got his hand on his hands on it. We were super young and never tried it before. It was, I'd say that would be a good, uh, a good representation. I I probably was hallucinating to some extent. I never trying nicotine, <laughs> never trying nicotine before. I remember I was sitting on third base, like whoa, like kind of out of my mind, you know? What yeah, I mean? it's a strong, it's a strong high for, for sure. sure. The first time I did uh, chewing tobacco. Um, was at some high school party when I was like 17 in Albuquerque and um, I, I, di- I didn't remember a lot of it I know they gave me a can and they were like you gotta spit it in the can <laughs> which I was just forgetting because I was like drinking booze and I'm just there like drinking beers Ugh. and they're like what are you spitting any of this and the next day I've never been so sick Oof. like it's the most sick I ever was because it was like 24 hours of throwing not up. Not to like gender shame. But I don't remember hallucinating. Not to gender shame anybody or anything. But have you ever <laughs> have you ever met a chick that... No, have, have you, you no, 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 no. But have you ever met a, a girl that dips? I'm trying to think if I've ever met a girl that's walking around dipping. I don't think so. Uh, it's it's kind of gross. Uh, it's really like, gross. It's a bit gross. I was going to say, I can't imagine a female doing that. I just never witnessed it, but that would be an interesting... Don't baseball players do oh, that? Oh, all the time. And that's the thing. It almost seems like it's like a... The way he was talking about it, he's like so endeared to the thing. I think it's just part of the culture and what he's grown up on. But it's like... It's almost a thing like if you could... The more you can fit in your lip, the cooler you are sometimes is kind of the... Oh yeah, don't they call that a horseshoe? Something. When yeah, you just, like, put it all around your whole mouth. You're like that guy's like, a good fucking luck. man like, right there. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Five thousand milligrams of, of nicotine. Yeah, that's... this guy's clearly a winner. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know what you'd rather. If you had to pick that or smoking cigarettes, I don't know which one you'd choose. I'm I'm very fortunate that I didn't get involved in that at a young age because that shit grips people to no end. Yeah, I don't know what's worse. It probably, I mean, if baseball players do it, then it's probably cigarettes are worse. I mean, baseball players yeah. have been known to smoke cigarettes in the clubhouse too, just not right out, right on front. Fair of enough. But I think cigarettes have kind of like lost their cool to a lot of people. I don't know; people still smoke, but it doesn't seem like it's as prevalent as it once was. Yeah, it's probably not as cool as it was <laughs> for sure. Uh, Joe seeing that mountain lion was fucking oh. dope. He's talked about that a few times, yeah, t- but like talking to Ranella about it, like Ranella knows yeah. his shit when it comes to that. And like, so Joe says he's seen, I think three, but this last one was like the ultimate, right. you know, mountain just lion. staring at him and, in the car. Um, so rare, right? You know, it's like so. I just, it's so amazing to me that a creature that large. That, you know, has to eat a lot every day. Right. Like, it weighs almost, like, a full-grown big one is, like, almost as heavy as we are. Really? Imagine what it has to eat. And it only eats meat. It's not eating vegetables. 
So that's a lot of meat a day. What do you think they would have to eat a day? Two pounds of meat? I'm curious. That must be. I'm, Three? I'm sure they go through those. How many calories? I'm, I bet you they go days without eating too, right? So whenever they. Well, yeah, no doubt. But I mean, when they get like a whole deer, they eat the whole, probably right. a lot of it. For sure. So they, you know, maybe they just can like really stock up and then have a nap for a few days. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of calories, right. right? So they're on the hunt. They're moving always. Okay. I'm I'm amazed there's not more mountain lion attacks, really, because trying to protect you know them. they must see us, you know, hairless monkeys right. wobbling around the environment, and and the thing with predators is they're always looking for like the easiest kill, right. like the dumb deer, whoever's wobbling around, right. and they must look at us stumbling over the terrain <laughs> and be like these fucking monkeys. Uh, <laughs> so dumb that in, like i could kill that thing so easy like a deer can run right fast right. what are we gonna do sure if a mountain lion was full-on coming at us what what are you nothing forget i'm it. trying to think any Goodbye. what are your options you just play dead nothing bro they can climb trees <laughs> right <laughs> like where do you go right you don't do anything in relation to that story what can you imagine the freaking grizzly bear he, you could feel its breath on your neck whenever you told him that. I was like, oh, oh. when he said that, I'm amazed it ran away. <laughs> I was like, why didn't it just knock shit. him in the head? Holy shit. I was so happy when I. I think we just look really weird to animals. Probably. Like, I think predators see us and they're just like, I don't know what that is. One, why is he wearing clothes right. or her? Like, why do they stand up straight? Like, I think we just look so odd right. that most of the time they're like, you know what? I'm just going to chase a deer yeah i mean and we can make some crazy noises too I, that probably are not are foreign to their ears that's probably too. pretty scary to them right. yeah so they're not, thank they're, god they're not accustomed to that what do you think about what yeah because we're so clueless in the wild really even you take the greatest hunters like they're not gonna do well against a grizzly bear attack in their camp like we've already heard that um Cameron's <laughs> that story is story i don't know if i don't know if steve Brunella was there i don't think he was but a lot of the top hunters were yikes yeah. and yeah what'd you think what'd like, you think about when just runs through the place and runs off not to transition right off that but uh steve's such a good guy I, he, he comes from such a like a a wholesome spot that i he found it interesting when he was talking to about his son and how he's going to encourage him to go into the service and he's like i didn't do it so because his son was like thinking about maybe he wanted to join meat eater and he wanted to start doing that, and he was like, I want to encourage him to go in the service, basically because he didn't do it because his father had semi-encouraged him, but his father was like, what are you going to join the service for if there's no war? And the more I think... Oh, I think that was his granddad. Oh, his granddad, okay. I think he said it was his granddad. But yeah, yeah, what are you going to do if you if there's no war? And, like... I mean, I, I'll tell you, whenever 9-11 happened, there there was a certain, like, I'm going to go grab a gun and I'm going to go do this, and, that, and the more and more you, things came out, and it's like, Whose war are we fighting? Like, that's what comes down to. You know what I mean? Where you're just, it seems like you're you're fighting like a lobbyist war at some point in time. At all times, no matter what you're doing, you're you're serving some somebody else's interest. You're never serving your own interest because if you're serving your own interest, you're probably doing what Steve's doing. You're going out, you're hunting your own food, you're cooking for your family, you're taking care of it. Yeah, it seems good in theory, but at the end of the day, it's still just a job. No disrespect, but it's still a job at this point. You know what I mean? I. I talked to my yeah, but true. But I mean, if if your kid came at you and said, "I want to serve," right, and you could tell that, that was their passion, <sighs> like you have to have people join the military to make your country work. 
Imagine if everybody thought like that, or you get into some elitist position and you're like, well, I mean, other people will but fight. That's only I mean, a hu- not my family. That's only a human like, thing, though. Cool. That's only a human thing. I mean, think about animals. They, yes, there's a circle of life, but there's never like all these animals are going to team up against all these animals. So, like, I just need to eat today. But we have like a premeditated thought of domination as humans and the military. Well, but we have to protect, too. I mean, you can't not have an army, yeah. ever. Right. If you have a nation, you can't not have an army. Right. Unless you're Switzerland or whatever. I mean, yeah, they, they're doing all right. <laughs> I really like what he was talking about with the denim jeans thing. Oh, yeah, that's like crazy. Like collecting the jeans. Well, you know what's interesting about that? So he was talking about his friend um, when he got a, given a Subaru. Or something. Yeah, yeah, he did a book. His, and, wife, uh, his wife kept the Subaru after the fact. Yeah, she likes it. But, but like, he would go around with this guy, and they would go to these old ranches and find all these, like, Levi jeans yeah. from, like, you know, you, 18, 1900s. He's in the mines, like, too, right? the century way back. Yeah, yeah. Right. And it was worth a, a shit ton of money, like thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000. Well, what it made me think of is I just spent the weekend in Cleveland with a buddy of mine that I've known for 20 years. And this guy collects old vhs tapes that are sealed so like never opened first editions of like predator aliens terminator indiana jones blah 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 he has a mole on his like ping pong table in his house and i'm like what are you doing with these nerd and he's like these are worth you know 10 grand that's worth 10 grand that's worth fifteen thousand. and then he also collects video games from like but it's it's it just it is amazing to me and super interesting that like there's these things that are like collectibles right and you know maybe if you're not interested in levi jeans or video games or vhs's you'd be like what's the point of that but like you can kind of understand the nostalgia to 100 percent. well i mean that's it's almost like a work of art in its own right right those like an untouched really old perfect condition thing and you're like no one else has this. It's, a, it's, a pe- like it's a piece it's, of history it's cool. piece of history right i i, I started i think so. i started looking at things like that i you meant you made mention of that before and i think that's how gary v i don't know if you guys are familiar with him but he's like a motivational speaker and oh the wine guy yeah he he started with wine and he worked for his company or whatever but he always talks about how he would go garage sale hunting and find stuff like that and then post it i look at stuff like that all the time it's like i it's, i found this cool bag last night actually i mean granted here in la some people's trash is like people are always moving out so they just go put stuff by the trash it's probably some good shit you know what i mean i found a really nice bag out there that was like i don't know what you would use it for it looked like it almost like something you could take for like a six month sabbatical and pack up, it was huge. But it was like I'm like, I wonder. Are we gonna be dumpster divers? Is that? I mean, I don't know, man. I I'm not saying dumpster diver, but thrift shop guys. I, I, my brother used to. T- on that note, my brother used to go into into like savers or whatever and take pictures of stuff that was there, and then post it on like Craigslist or Facebook Market or whatever, and then sell stuff that wasn't even his. It was kind of brilliant. And then go back and buy it. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was pretty. Go back and get it. Hope nobody bought it. Pretty good hustle. Like, Shit, yeah. somebody bought. We actually spot. had that happen one time. This lady bought a couch, and we're, I'll never forget. We went and picked it up. We knew we were going to make an X amount of dollars, and then we were driving down the freeway. Unfortunately, it didn't hurt anybody, but half the couch flew off the back of the truck. 
Thank, thank, oh, Jesus. <laughs> thank God we called ADOT. And they the called, hustle, uh, the hustle uh, is real. <laughs> we showed up to the lady's house. We're like, you want to just do it for this price? And she's like, nah, I kind of wanted the whole couch. And we're like, all right, that makes sense. So that was a, had to take a loss on that one, but it was an interesting little hustle. <laughs> That's great. Well, t- let's end up on uh, Steve Ranella. I mean, what's interesting about listening to him you know, for many of the people that I know here, I mean, well, I say many, like three or four of the people that came to Bozeman that I know, including me, it's partly because of this guy. Right. So it's really interesting to hear him, and I and I owe him a lot for that because, you know, he worked with Dan Doty, who worked on Meat Eater, who also came on Rogan and then talked about the men's group things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the special forces guy that we had on a few weeks ago yeah. uh, talking about his ad- ayahuasca adventure. Absolutely. I mean, it's all through these guys. Right. So it's really cool, you know, to hear their story and have them back on for that reason. Absolutely. I, you live in there. It's going to get me out there. I definitely want to see it. I spent some time in New Hampshire, which is a lot different. But I I, I appreciate the outdoors. You snowboard, right? I, I ski. Yeah. I ski. Yeah. But oh, I can't cool. snowboard. But, yeah, we should do that. Come out this winter. Do some skiing. Absolutely. We'll see how LA pans out here shortly. Um, yeah, good luck with that. All right, jumping over to uh, <laughs> Josh Dubin and Robert Jones. You know, these this Innocence Project stuff. Thank God. Just, thank God for these it guys. Really, like, thank God Joe has them on. Right. I'm so glad that he had him back on. He said that he was going to do it, like, every month yeah. or so. And I think it's brilliant to- that he does it. It's so disheartening it's so disheartening to hear how fucked up our legal system is it's so good that it's being exposed because i don't know like what other platform that's going to be exposed at this level like it's so it's, it's so yeah it's i so mean good. this has been happening for since the beginning of time just like bullshit you know i mean legal like just the fact that i mean look you can't be right a hundred percent of the time but the way it's set up to where even the prosecution like look if somebody went to jail that was innocent, but the prosecution was sure that they were guilty and the defense just couldn't figure out a good way and they exhausted all of everything they could do with DNA and the rest of it, I mean, yes, it still sucks. Right. It's always going to suck that someone innocent goes to jail. But the fact that we have a system where the prosecution can know that you're guilty and they hide it, those people should go to jail. Right. Joe was right. right. They should fucking go to jail. Hundred percent. It's crazy. It's crazy that it's set up. And you're if if you're marginalized or you're you're in a low income bracket, you're automatically starting out with two steps back. To you know, public. Oh, that Robert Jones guy. <laughs> like, listen to his life, Dude. man. What chance did he get faced with those charges? Twenty six like, years, man. Thank God that he was so smart. Right that he went and figured it out for himself. Like, God bless him. And you can hear in his voice, like, how calm he is and how he just kind of holds things together. Like, that's the shit that will stop you going off the rails because he was able to stand up for himself inside but also do the right thing when it came to his own defense. Yeah. It's like, that would make you insane. Yeah, I mean... I, I don't know what you do other than push-ups and read books if you're trying to get better. You know what I mean? I, t- 26 years of your life just ripped out from underneath you. 
Yeah, that poor fucking guy. Would they give him two million dollars? I mean, I've told that story to multiple people, and they're like, "Well, how much did he get?" And I can't. I, I said, I thought he said it was like twenty-five k a year or something. That's what it was, like in New Orleans. Oh no, no, no! That was the maximum uh, in certain states. Okay. They were saying, so. but but t- I think two million over twenty years is like eighty thousand. I mean. <laughs> If you yeah, if, if right. you told if if, if you no. if you told me you'd give me I, I'm trying to think what number would have to be even to spend a year in jail. I mean, I might think about dude a million dollars a million that, dollars a year. That was you're in jail. That was the number that came to like, mind. What? That was the number that came to mind immediately whenever I just thought of that. So that, I think that's right at the ballpark. Yeah, I mean, if they you know for them to say oh we did our best and then it turns out the prosecution knew and they were hiding it. Like fuck that. It's just weird that that's... that should be a lot of money. Okay, that let's go ahead and side piece that with what's kind of want to bring up the other stuff that's going on right now with COVID. But if it comes to light that all these people are in cahoots, which it will eventually, all these people deserve to go to jail too. Am I wrong? All these politicians that are lobbying for this bullshit stuff, and they are all knowing it. It's all optics. It's all optics. That's what it come down to at this point. It's all what we. It's all perception. And once they find out and that gets exposed, somebody's. Gonna, well, it sounds like to me, Gavin Newsom is a criminal. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, without a doubt. The fact that he closed all the wineries except his own. Go figure. Took multiple house donations, like house donations. Who donates a house and then he takes mortgages out on it? And then closes everything and makes everyone unemployed. I mean, you... Like, that, to me, seems you've cl- You've legitimately, I don't want to say killed people, but you've killed people. And, and, and whichever way you want to slice it. Some way, when, one way or another, you have been the root of people's demise here in L.A. And you have been the reason. Well, there's probably some suicides. Uh, I mean, sure. wasn't... Remember, I mean, they're on the rise. 100%. I mean, I remember that when we were having that conversation, it's like... To cause all these businesses to shut down, I'm really curious to see how this this uh, vax mandate is going to go down. I've talked to a few people in New York. They said that like three out of five businesses have been like requesting it, but I can't imagine that these small businesses are going to turn away money. They've already been suffering for so long. You mean to tell me that people are going to walk up and you're going to say, "I need to see your card." You're going to say, "Oh, you don't have your card. Your money's no good here." Oh, I know my business has been suffering for the past two years year and a half whatever no we don't need your money you know we're, we're just gonna go ahead and comply with everything i mean at some point in time guys we gotta we gotta stand together like i was trying i just keep on thinking I, I, please reach out i think that we need to start having we always have had to have the conversation but what makes the most sense and how can we make steps in the future to not let this happen again and how do we rectify this situation as opposed to just going along with the flow yeah i mean look it's a week after we review always, but we have that doctor from CNN on right. next week. Right. Well, this week technically, mm-hmm. but we review it next week, and it's about CNN and ivermectin yeah. and the shit that Joe had to put right. up with. I don't know if you and I'll let you finish. Well, but I just mean you know, and then there's all that shit on YouTube, Facebook about you know if you even <laughs> mention the lab. <laughs> theory dude like you're crazy and you hate chinese people it's like whoa 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 and now we see that 
that's where it's going. My my aunt. It's this, a little frustrating. Man. My aunt, like that's fucking annoying. Posted something on Facebook, and I've never seen her. I mean, she does it rarely, but she's she put. What did it say? It had like a magnifying glass. It was just like a meme. It said "stand alone if you have to" or something like that. And Facebook wrote sensitive comment. I had to press look at the picture. They called that sensitive comment. It just had like a magnifying glass and said "stand alone if you have to." Something to that effect, like just a poster or something. So, so general, so whatever. But Facebook. What does sensitive comment mean? It, it, it means like, it, it means it, they got flagged. Yeah, I must have because it means you have to press another button to see the picture that they put up. You know what I mean? You know how it says sensitive content sometimes on Instagram or whatever. That, oh that, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. qualified as sensitive con- content, and I was just like, dude, how dare you think as an individual <laughs> these days? Don't do that. Oh, what are you thinking? I was. Gary, I wanted to. Please. I wanted to mention to you too. I I was in Vegas for the weekend, and we had. I don't know if you heard about this Southwest situation, but we were. Oh yeah, it, it was fucked oh, up. We were flying out of Vegas, and we. It, I felt like it was the same kind of situation. I felt I had the same feeling going through that that I had when COVID went on. Because now you legitimately have no idea what to believe in the news at all. That's the only thing you can do. So at first take, we're we're checking our flight, and we're supposed to fly out at eleven a.m. Couldn't get out, and then I'm thinking we're in a good spot, and I and I'm very fortunate to to have be in a good spot, healthy body, healthy mind, have a good girl, good family. If anything were to happen, I got you, I got good friends. But I'm thinking to myself, how many people that affected? But I don't know if you heard the narrative, and I'm sure it'll come out eventually. But they tried they tried to say the FAA tried to say that it was because of air traffic stuff or, or the weather. Meanwhile, it's Oh yeah, yeah, and, I know and that. then you did, and then it started to unfold. Well, because then the airline don't have to pay for the flight, right? But then it unfolded, or get you a hotel. But then it unfolded that it wasn't any of that. It was all the people that are not. This is what's going to start unfolding: that people are going to start coming together that aren't going to want to get vaccines. I mean, Kyrie Irving. I don't know if you know that is he just stopped playing basketball and is getting ridiculed for not wanting the vaccine. It's so crazy how another person can have such a dignified and like opinion on what somebody else is doing i don't understand it's like it's a mind blow but what i was going to tell you about that was that uh, the thing about that is is all the a bunch of pilots got together that weren't vaxxed and don't want to get vaxxed for southwest and they all called in sick on the same day that's the story that's not being publicized so they didn't have they oh. didn't have pilots to fly the planes so they didn't so they made it the, that it was the weather i'll put that in air quotes so they didn't have to pay out the flights Meanwhile, we just received vouchers for money, and we're and we're typing up. We did. We ended up having to take a bus. My girl had a had an interview and had a bunch of important meetings on Monday that she had to get back for. So it wasn't like we could stay one more night, but that would have meant we had to buy one more night. Long story short, we ended up taking a bus from from Las Vegas at 11 p.m. to arrive at L.A. and at 5:30 a.m. and we had to pay for it out of our pockets. Why? Why were they not? Can you fly with another airline? No, I mean all the flights were booked up because everybody that was just chewing them up right out the gate because they were all. Oh you yeah, you know what I mean. And it's like, I'm. I really hope Southwest gets exposed. I really hope the school systems start to get exposed. I really start to hope that the healthcare starts to get exposed because if you're going to start firing people for, I mean, I'm not going to. I'm not going to continue working if you're going to try and tell me that, that I have to do that. I'm telling that point blank right now. Because we don't know the future consequences of what these vaccines are going to do. And the confidence that so many people have after what the government's already done and all the lies that's already been told, I don't know how these are not red flags to more people. I don't understand. It, it's so... Yeah, but it, look, I, I want people to have 
like you shouldn't be forced to take right. it. Sh- I believe that. But you're not going to get as far as I can tell, you're not going to get sick if you take uh, this. I, I my one of my best friends one of my best guy friends had the vaccine, called me yesterday, sick as a dog. He goes, I got COVID again. He's had the vaccine because he wanted to go to Australia to see his kid. He, I texted him today just to check up on him. I'm like, oh, well, that's true. My buddy uh, just got married. Uh, he had everyone at the wedding vaccinated. Like he insisted on it because his grandparents were coming out and they're real old. They're like in their 90s. So I think that's a smart move. Like if you don't want your 90-year-old grandparents to die. Right. And then he went to Chicago the next week, got COVID. Was sick as a dog. <laughs> like so sick. So I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I guess he did his best. I'm, but also, it makes you think. Like right. Joe's been beating a dead horse. Whole, to him, Joe's think. been beating a dead horse the whole time. He's like, take care of your body. Has Joe Biden? No, he's been beating a dead horse. <laughs> they were figuratively, figuratively or metaphorically. But how is it we're here this far removed and still not once has any politician stood up and said, "Hey." Go take care of yourself. Eat good. Cut sugar out. Exercise regularly. Yeah. Keep sh- none of those things. None. Just basic. Well, but I mean, this almost comes back to the to Joss Dubin's whole thing. It's like they, they, it's a win or lose game that they've set up. And I mean, maybe that is. Well, I don't know if you're seeing all these. The best way that we can do it right and, now is like win-lose well, if, rather than what's best for everyone i don't know here's my here's but it's like yeah we put these people to jail we you got to do this with the vaccine i don't know just a quick question at what point in time did you ever have a full confidence in big pharma well yeah basically never never never, never once i mean and i'm fortunate that my, i've been fairly healthy but i had open heart surgery when i was 18 months old but I don't go to the doctor. I feel like the, <laughs> they're in the business of making people sick so they can make them better. It's called that's the business. I hate to say that, but that's part of the deal. And the idea that the idea about these booster shots, nobody was talking about booster shots. That seems like another way they're like, now we can make more money here, make more money here, make more money here. Go figure. Was there any talk of anything that was even remotely close to a booster shot six months ago, a year ago? Nobody mentioned that. The idea and the narrative was you get the vaccine and you move on and you, and you beat the virus and everybody moves on. We flatten the curve. That narrative has changed yet again. I don't know how people aren't seeing this. I don't get it. I, it, it bothers me. It's, it's like it's clear as day. It's clear as day. I, I, I'm not anti. I'm not pro. Do whatever you want to do. But the fact that it's such a polarizing thing. I wrote something. There was like a sanitizer thing at the airport that it was just called kill that was the name of the sanitizer and it said 99.9 percent and i posted it on instagram and i wrote i wrote wake up folks that's all i wrote and i had somebody reach out to me dm me and be like so are you an anti da, 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 da. she's like my grandma just died this died this died i go listen both my parents died when i was 22 okay i have I have everything i have nothing but love for you and your family but this idea that this is such a polarizing topic that's going to divide us, it needs to unify us, not divide us. We need to be stand together because they're, they're painting this picture that's picking the win or lose situation, right? Just how you just decided it. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to pick a team, it should be us versus the disease. Right. Not half of us 
right. for half of us plus the disease. And it's like it's be- like we, we're making more enemies than right? is necessary. And it's like you're. It's like I'm feeling bad for not doing. I'm for not getting a jab of a disease. People do think you're an anti-vaxxer. Uh, that's fine. I'm not anti. We get we get we get reviews. That's on fine. That. I mean, you can call me whatever you want. I'm not going to call you anything. I don't. I literally don't care if you wear a dress on your head. I got nothing but love for you. That's why we live here in America. That's the idea. That was. I don't think anyone wears a dress on their. Well, head. Well, that's what I'm saying. Why would they? Do I'm that? just saying we're wearing masks you on. We're wearing masks on, on our face. So I mean, you do whatever you want to do. I'm just saying. It's right. <laughs> I just reasonable. I just don't understand how this 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 issue has divided us so much. It's so disappointing. It's like if you're not doing this and it's almost like you, you've heard about these people getting tattoos of like Pfizer tattoos and stuff. And like I'm just like keep keep ranting. I'm going to keep going. I just one way or the other. It seems like it's it's got I keep saying this. It's time for a revolution, guys. Like it really is. And I don't mean to pick up the guns and go to go to the courthouse or whatever they did on January 6th. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that it needs to be a more constructive thought process and a more well thought out thing. And why are we not allowed to question? Is what it was what I is what I don't understand. Why is questioning authority ever been a thing and now it's so polarizing that if you question the narrative you're some kind of fucking asshole and the thing was it's been the thing we'll never know about covid is because only reason we're going through this is because everybody hated trump so much that it didn't literally matter anything else we just wanted this guy out anything else if he started talking about it coming out of a place that studied covid diseases in a place were you were you a trump guy no but no not at all not at all but at the same oh. time, now that's, I can tell you right now, I'm not a, a Joe Biden guy. I'm not a, I'm not a Joe Biden guy. I'm not a Trump guy. I'm not a anybody in, in. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of either people, to be honest. I, I, which, which is controversial in itself, right. right? Because when you're saying neither of them, you know, you, you um, know, it seems like Trump was. Joe Biden seemed way more competent when he was. Uh, um, vice president. I don't, rem- I don't remember. I don't remember him even being competent. But either way, I, I mean. Yeah, well, he he didn't. He sounded more lucid. <laughs> That's the president of our United States, guys. That's the guy. I mean, huh. I it, that, That's what we that got. Beca- <laughs> That's what we got. We support our president. It's like maybe this should be a time. Well, you know, there is a part of that, you know, that I always feel. I don't well, know what other people think, but like once someone wins. Right, I, there is a bit of me that's like, all right, that's the president. Let's go I, with it because it's not going to change. Right. And it, so let's hope that he does good and and kind of stand yeah. there. And it sounds a bit naive, I think, but with every one of them, like even when Trump got in, I was like, oh shit, this guy. Just, and I'm like, all right, well, hopefully uh, he does okay because we can't change it. I mean, so from gotta from, go to give him a bit of from praise, an optics okay. standpoint and from people on the outside looking in. Yeah, it was a. It was a rough point to be in to have that guy representing us, but at the same point, now having this guy as our country's looking in on him, it's like, what do we choose? Do we choose the lesser of the two evils? I don't necessarily know. I don't know. Everything's speculation at this point because you can't look back and wonder because we've made our decision and we're moving on. But to have that much confidence in the government right now is like I've never. I mean, I think that has completely deteriorated. I never thought it was really there for me, but the fact that I think it's just because it, if you can't believe in it, and then it kind of just dissipates your whole thought process, and it's 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 a hollowing feeling. It's because that's why I know. I mean, 
I remember our preacher at, at, at church would be like, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not really religious. I'm a spiritual guy, but he goes, I remember, I'll never forget this. He said, he goes, just in case he goes, even if there's not a God, isn't it good to live like there is one? And I was like, Hmm, that seems reasonable. That seems like if, if, if everybody thought that same way, then we might be able to, everybody might be a little bit better to one another. Right. Like that would be the idea. Right. You wouldn't just be raping and pillaging because you'd be thinking that you have some kind of end game. Somebody's looking down on you, so you should make some good decisions. At this point, the government has taken the air out of everything. I don't believe anything. It seems all money. It's like I just want to follow the money. It seems like that's always been what it's about. I mean, if history's proven anything, it's always about. But the thing is, is I was thinking about this too. It's like who's going to stand up and change something, and how do we go about it? Because what if Malcolm X was quiet? What if Martin Luther King was quiet? What if JFK was quiet? What if Abe Lincoln was quiet? What What if all these people just... Yeah, I mean, a lot of what every all of those people were talking about was freedom. Right, right. right. So, How has that gotten lost? I guess you could say whatever about, you know, it, like, it was weird. When I first moved to the U.S., it was 97. And, like, the U.S. has um, freedom of speech. And then they would still even then let Nazis march. Which, coming from England, I was like, that's crazy. Like, why would you let them do that? It's insane. But then when I get here, and I'm not saying their message is not insane. I think that it is. <laughs> like, fuck right. them, right? Clearly. Right. But also, there is a part of what, and Joe says this a lot, it's like even, even the wrong thought is okay as long as you're not hurting in, somebody else. in a way because because other people can see that it's wrong over time right. and like we're human beings like we have we have like i don't know if you think that we're born understanding in the sense of like what's right and wrong or you know good or bad or the rest of it but if if you require everybody to speak in a certain way who's even thinking and then who is making those decisions, right? It, it's a beautiful thought to think that, oh, well, we just keep suppressing speech. And over time, we're going to figure out what the most perfect speech is. And that's the only way everyone speaks. Dude, that would be that great would make sense. if I believed that it would exist. Well, when he makes mention of that. <laughs> but it won't exist like that. It'd be dictatorships with... With like controlled speech, not and not with Neuralink. It's gonna get ugly. Not with Neuralink, you're not gonna be able to lie. That's gonna be <laughs> if that's Elon Musk right. might be saying, "Look, dude, there's, there's a reason that guy is the richest guy in the world." Do you really think that he just goes into his projects and he's like, "This is the most profitable thing"? I don't think so. I don't. Think I don't think so. so at all. You watch the videos of him online. He's like, "I'm gonna be bankrupt this year." I think he has humanity in his mind. Like, I really do. I don't think that money's. I don't yeah. think money is like a driving force for him, especially like he's well thought. <laughs> of. Probably it shouldn't be when you're the richest. No, I mean, like you already won. You won the game. Did you see the post he had with Jeff Bezos? So, dude, it was brutal. <laughs> it was brutal. But, you know, this is my theory, right, guys? This is my theory with Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. I think that they actually are friends. I think they text each other because, like, once you're at the top, like the pinnacle of that kind of money, like, who do you have to hang out yeah. with? Joe right? Rogan. <laughs> so, I think, that, so, yeah, right. So, so uh, Bezos put a thing on um, line. 
that just said about like how people thought his company was going to fail in like the 90s right. and now it's one of the biggest ones in the world and Elon Musk just put a second place medal <laughs> as a comment <laughs> right now to everyone in regular life which is us the regos you might think well okay that's just uh that's brutal hilarious but i've got a feeling that that elon followed that up with a text the bezos like you know i'm kidding right. me and they're like this is fun. that is one guess like they're always going back and forth like they always take the top spots from each other i don't really believe that they fight like that do you think bezos and like and- i think that they're having a good time they probably know each other well they probably have martinis together do you think those guys have to cruise around with bodyguards how do you, what do you think happens they're cruising around well fun story right before the pandemic in march my roommate and i saw jeff bezos in santa monica he was like six feet from it and he was going in this little coffee shop in santa monica near holy guacamole which is a great burrito place (laughs) shout out to them and he walked past and as he was walking past i turned to my roommate and i was like that fucking guy looks like jeff bezos (laughs) but but then when i turned around and i saw on like the corner of each street Mm. like down the block and like just like in opposite directions of him the the fucking most dangerous looking dudes <laughs> in suits and they weren't like shack size guys they were just like killers you knew they, had some- they were like 1000 percent ex special forces they had the little earpiece they were chatting and and once i saw them it ruined the joke i wanted to throw out because once i realized it was him he's there with his uh new girlfriend is the the asian uh, one that he's dating after his last wife. She's very pretty. But I wanted to be like, hey, Jeff, where's my book? <laughs> my book's late. I just wanted to shout that. I just thought that would be funny. But once you see those guys, I thought it's probably not appropriate. Right. Because <laughs> I'm not trying to. Well, because they're trying to keep a low profile. And all he wants to do is get coffee, right, bro. Right. Just the fact that he's like just doing normal but you shit. Gotta, I didn't want to be. You got to imagine that people in like China are. I don't know, Chinese, Russian, whoever, if they're making bots, they probably got some people on this side that are keeping their eyes on those guys that are in that much power too, you know? Oh, dude, they are watching them for sure. Right. Well, look at what Elon does with crypto. He's, he controls it with his tweets. Right. I mean, fucking crazy. Is that the wave of the future? That's the tweet. That's it. All right, let's jump over to Jessica Kirsten. She is hilarious. Uh, I've seen her perform before. She's very, very funny, guys. She's so funny. You gotta watch her. She's just, she's an animal. So quick, she's like so quick witted. That's for sure, dude. <laughs> yeah, she's like a Jewish mother. Yeah. <laughs> they just, it like has all of that, and it's just so funny. She's like literally a lot. She, she's absolutely brilliant, and I'm so glad that her and Joe are good yeah, friends. You could tell sure. during that podcast that they are really tight. Right. Like they have a lot of respect for yeah. each other. She said that even Joe saw, like, Joe said that he sorted her, like, went and found right. her. And she was very happy that he, like, you know, didn't act like a big celebrity right. idiot. Um, but that's not really Joe's not style. But, yeah. <clears throat> but beautiful. Like, and he has so much respect for her and her comedy. And she's very There's pretty her. much nothing off limits for her to talk about either. There's a handful of people that have that, like... I was just listening to her, like they were talking about. I don't know if you've seen Dave's new new stand up, but oh boy, it's amazing. Oh, dude, it's brilliant. Brilliant. But Dave Chappelle's new stand up is brilliant. So, absolutely. So brilliant. good. 
it is interesting how it's kind of shifted, I will say. It, it, it's still extremely funny, but it's almost like he's speaking for a generation, kind of, it feels like. He's starting to make, like, speech. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like, he's making speeches. Yeah. He's making speeches that, I mean, he's talking about social issues. That's what comedians do always. But he's doing it in a way that's, like, hopefully he's starting to change the thought process about the woke culture because he can relate to the younger people and to the older people because he is an older guy. So it's like... I hope this. Well, they're they're basically hilarious TED talks. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. That's a good way it. to put it for sure. Yeah, but, but that's that's how a lot of the top comedians true, do true, it. Really, true. is Bill Burr. Yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and but I mean, you know, there's these trans people that are upset that work for Netflix that are getting frustrated, and like other people want to cancel him. It's like, listen, look, we've tried this, okay. And I mean, not we, yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah. Comedy Central did this. And this is why we didn't get season three of the greatest skit show ever a made. A person that can walk Comedy away from $50 show. million dollars can pretty much say whatever the fuck they want at this point, I would say. Well, now he yeah. can. Yeah. I mean, he probably could. But, you know, it's not like he just does. He doesn't just come out on these, like, really ugly rants no. where that are he just... He always ties it back. You know? He always ties it back. And, and even when he's making the jokes, like, he really respected the... Uh, trans person that opened up for yeah. him that he got out there that was brand new to comedy right. brand new so of course they're gonna bomb yeah. <laughs> you open up for dave Chappelle for 45 minutes and you're brand right. new but you know what she did it right. like a boss i love yeah. that god bless her oh, yeah. and then she sat in the crowd and crushed it right yeah. And there would, but there was also these moments yeah. that were so powerful. Yeah. You make like, he's, he's like she made that one joke. I can't remember. Oh, oh not to spoiler alert. But I'll just I'll just mm-hmm. say the punchline. She's like, the floors are hard wood, and he's like, that forty five minutes of bombing just was rebounded in one fucking swift joke, and it's like that. And I know what he's talking about. Like you can, you could make up right. for it. You know, but but one thing that I have to say about her and like what Chappelle pointed out is like if you open for somebody and you bombed hard, you're going to go home and cry in your cereal (laughs) and be really upset. Like that's the most brutal day, even though it's a real privilege to open for Dave, like it's still going to be painful. The fact that she sat front row. And just and wear it. Still dishing it out and laughing. God she bless sho- her, man. I'm just like Steve said, you sh- so proud sho- of her sho- for that. Shoveled shit, and she still fucking hung out, right? Yeah, so good, man. Yeah, so good. And then you've got this lady, um, Jessica. She just recently came out. Like, has the same energy. She just recently man. came out gay too. Is that correct? Did I did I hear that correctly? Uh, I don't know if it was recent, but she said she was. Yeah, yeah. but she spent the, a vast majority of her life. She's got kids and stuff. Not like not that so it's like she's she's got she gets all the cards at this point yeah yeah well they talked about praying the gay away <laughs> stuff for a while well, <laughs> like I've, those preachers i've showed that video dude just, I, come on i was what a ridiculous <laughs> we were in the elevator and i was showing that to my aunt while there was other people in the elevator and i'm just laughing my ass off i was just like this is so unreal it's so brutal. <laughs> like what are they thinking like when joe played that one uh. video and the guy was like humping the dude from behind. <laughs> the best thing is when you hear that those mega church guys get caught like in these hotel rooms with rent boys, right. or just getting and stabbed with the, on their dicks with like high heel girls. Like they love all that. Something, something weird, <sighs> right? 
I don't know. It's I don't know. Those mega church guys, man, they have like Ferraris and yeah, like giant and Joel houses. Joel Osteen guy is fucking multi, multi, multi millionaire. It's like yeah, yeah. What do you think Jesus would say what, about that? WWJD, the the poorest guy who would walk around and wash people's feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who, w who made a point to go say, "I am the lesser, like the lesser of all of us. Like I, I, I'm here to serve. That, that, like that's that's what Christianity, that's what religion's been built on service to the people, which is <laughs> again taking a turn for capitalism somehow. I don't. I mean, it's not well, but it's a good message, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean. If more people were like that, I think more people would be Christian. Because right. you'd be like, oh, that is actually really That nice. was my thought process well, when I was growing up. Well, what, didn't Joe say that 19 of the top 20 Christian websites are run by <laughs> foreign troll farms? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> now, now you got to wonder, right? Like, think of QAnon and then, you know, the the like religious people that follow these things. It's like... Are they just picking on people that are, and I hate to say it, but like maybe the most gullible? Like they're just being like, okay, this is the best way to like really, re- but 19 out of 20? How do they, how do the people that follow this shit not see Is it this? the most gullible or the most scared? I mean, it's probably a combo of both, but it's like, I don't know. I was a huge Christian guy for the longest time. And I mean, I, I still see a lot of value in religion, to be honest with you, but it, it seems vain to think that one's better than the other. That's what's crazy is to be like, I'm this and you're that and, and I'm a Jew and I'm a Christian. And you're, it's like, well, but if you're a religious person, what do you think? Do you think that other people go to hell? I, no, no, I don't personally think that. I, I, I mean, I don't really, but you believe in God. I do believe in God, but I believe in God. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Negative. I don't believe oh. in a, a human person. I think that's vain. I believe in, I'm, that's the thing is I believe in, I, if I had to lean towards anything, I think I would be a Buddhist. I believe that ultimately in the books that I read, it always comes down to how may I serve? That needs to be the narrative for politicians, religious leaders, anyone in a place of power should be how do I serve and how do I lead from a place of service? Because that's what Steve Ranella was talking about too. It's like, I don't have that manager personality trait which is fucking valuable because you're not acting like you're more important yeah. than somebody else because you see the end game and you see how valuable people are that should be the name yeah that's why i barely give you a hard time about clanging <laughs> um ice glasses around i'm trying to make it trying to speak your phone trying to make adjustments guys fucking up the audio <laughs> trying to make adjustments here because i'm a bad manager <laughs> garrett that's what i'm hey, saying i'm a bad hey, manager we're working through it bud. we're working through it we're working through it yeah <laughs> All right. Well, that's. A, I didn't know you were that. Like, I guess, you know, is that religious or spiritual, or is that just how do you? Even I, I mean, that? I can. I, I can tell you that, and I, I don't know if you've gotten to that book that I told you about, the secrets of manifesting. But it's like I literally go. I. I oh no! I I said I would listen to that, and I didn't. I, I listen. I, I was catching up on uh, Rogan's thoughts actually, I to it, but I, I will. To it again, but he's like. He tells the story in, in the book about how he's out and he's always doing these motivational things and talking to people about their lives and whatnot. And he's like, he saw this lady on the side of the street who was clearly a drug addict in New Orleans. And he, he, he walked up to her. He's like, can I get a hotel, hotel for you? What can I do for you? And she's like, nothing. Leave me alone. This, that, and the other. He's like, he pulls out a $100 bill out of his pocket and he hands it to her and all the people all of his like 
posse that are with him, they're like, you know she's going to buy drugs with that. And he goes, when I give, I give with my heart. And he goes, I hope you just give with your heart and leave it there because it's a, a message of service. What happens with the money is not none of my business. He goes, it's a message of service. And, and now even, I'm sure you've had this moment too. Like it sucks to be, especially here in LA with so many homeless people. It's like, you, it's just a testament. You kind of resent them in some extent, but I will say that I don't go, I don't go through that process anymore. Anytime I see somebody hurting, I'll, I'll, the only thing that goes through my mind is God be with them. That's all. That's all I say. Is God be with them. I, I don't want to judge them. I don't want to. I don't know where they're at in their life. What put them there? But who am I to judge? You know what I mean. Yeah, I hope they're doing well. I I wish they could do better. Right. I mean, that's. I mean, if they try to attack yeah, me, that's gonna be an issue. I'm not cool. <laughs> that's with that. gonna be an issue. But like, yeah, but I don't like it. I had a, I, I was yeah. down in the courts. I was I down that. in the Venice courts yesterday, and I'm playing basketball with like four or five dudes, and a guy who was clearly in his own world was standing about six feet away from my dog, and my dog is just viciously barking at him and barking and barking and barking and barking, and I'm still playing hoops, and I know it's annoying people, and I'm like trying to be patient, but this guy is just standing there, and I go walk around, and he's fucking pulling something out of his arm. I can only assume, and I'm like, keep it moving, bud. Because I definitely didn't want to touch the dude, and I didn't want to hurt the guy. But it definitely put. Oh, you you thought he was gonna hurt oh, your I don't, dog? He wasn't gonna do anything to my dog, but he was definitely just standing there staring at her. And I was like, "What do we have an issue here, bud? Like, you don't you, sounds aggressive, you, bro. You, me or him? No, I, I asked yeah. everybody I was playing ball with that I don't even know these guys. I go, I go, oh. was I patient there? They go, unbelievably patient. And I was like, all right, cool. I just want to make sure because I was about to go have some words, but. Why did you say keep it moving if you didn't think he was going to hurt you or your dog? Because she just wouldn't. What was he doing? I don't know. He was just standing there staring at Ruka. Like, and she, dude, I'm pretty sure my dog has a pretty good judge of character. Like, she doesn't bark at anybody if you just, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> all right. Yep. <laughs> she knows good, she knows good people. And she was like, this doesn't seem right. And I'm like, all right, well, if that doesn't seem right to you, then I'm on your team. So, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's wild out there, bro. It's wild. What do you think of the the last bit that they went over with the uh, people going bold? Ah, putting the tattoos <laughs> on their head. I've had some buddies invest. I, I don't know if I told you. I had a buddy invest nine grand into getting some new hair. Fortunately, you and I both. Are- $9,000? How did it look? Uh, I mean, now it looks okay, but like the, some of these guys are like, you gotta like, I, Joe talks about it. They make that incision in the back of their head and then put that hair on the top. I don't know the whole process, but it sounds first one, one painful. It seems stressful, stressful. man. I mean, your brother's going a bit bold. Right. That's probably stressing him out. Right. I mean, I, like you have a good head ahead. I'm, I'm fortunate. I think it has a lot to do with stress, stress management, but like. I don't know. Whatever makes you happy. Well, genetics, yeah, too, that has, that for has sure. A lot to do with it, but yeah, I mean, everybody else in my family, knock on wood, was fairly bald too. Like, so I, I, I don't know. I, I was fortunate in that realm. I mean, I don't. But I mean, do you think it stresses your bro out? Uh, I don't think so. He's married. He's about to have a kid. I mean, luckily, he's a handsome yeah, he's man. A, he should just shave yeah, his head. That's, just get on. That's with what it. I, I. He's still. He's still hanging on. But I mean. I don't know. Joe. He's hanging on. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, come well, over. Joe, Joe makes it sound like liberating. It's not, He's like, I don't know why I was still trying to do that. Once I just cut it off. Now I'm like, I think if I was in that scenario, I mean, I'd probably just throw the towel in. I mean. Well, but you know, he's been married. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if you're not in the dating world, right. like maybe. Well, my, like once you're married and you're fucking rich as right. fuck, who gives well, a my, shit? Everyone shaves. My brother's head. married. 
Is that why Bezos? Yeah, so he could just shave Bezos. It. Oh, yeah, I'm trying to think. But, but like, I get it. I get that people are, like, stressed about going right. bald. Like, you're a man, and, you're, and you're, like, your hair right. all falls out. Like, that's got to be... Would you rather have your... It's got to be some work, uh, right? I bet you that a lot of guys, from a vanity standpoint, if you ask them, would you rather have a full head of hair, perfect sight, and not have to wear, and not have to wear glasses to read, they'd probably choose a full head of hair. Like, oh, they'd take what? hair. Yeah, you can get glasses. <laughs> like, you look cool, Clark right. Kent. You can look cool with glasses. But, I mean, tattooing your yeah. head seems seems unusual. Yeah. Like, But, like, you're going to go close and realize... There's no hair. They just have like a painted Speaking head. Speaking of, it's I got to say. How is that going to work? I, I'm so intrigued by face tattoos. Like I, you, you'll see me just thumbing through Google images. Like that's probably one of my most searched things. Are you going to get no, one? No, but I think that it's like I'm always like. If all the people I know that would get one, you would get one. <laughs> I've thought about it. You would. Well, I've, I've, I'm surprised you don't have full <laughs> sleeves. I'm surprised too. I mean, I just haven't had the time. I, I don't know. Like I, I think there's something completely liberating in that it says like. If you're in the place to be, like, I'm always like, I would love to just get a neck tattoo and a couple of hand tattoos because then I have to be successful. But a lot of the, but a yeah, lot of, <laughs> I mean, you, you have to be making some money to do it because you're not getting a corporate job after that. that. The, I mean, other than Travis Barker and some fucking rock stars, that's the only like people that are able to do that and still be like not working at Denny's. You know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, and that's why I'm always intrigued. Dude, I was in a Denny's the other day and it was quite amazing i saw these people in there that were so the the girl and the guy were probably in their late 40s and then there was an older guy there who was like i I couldn't even tell maybe 70 like older people and they were talking like they were 15 (laughs) Give me an example. Give me yeah, an example. Yeah, this is like five o'clock in Give the morning. Like I don't know if they've been up all night, but yeah, they just like it's just TikToking. It's amazing how old some people can get, and they and they still act like fifteen year olds. I mean, like that brings back the Jordan Peterson stuff. It's like Peter, pff, Peter fuck, Pan. What kind of responsibility? Yeah, Peter Pan, right? Neverland. Like just there's a, ready to climb. I mean, a tree. there's a portion of me that feels that way, but I I feel a certain responsibility to myself and my friends and my family that I, I hope I'm not all the way there. But I mean, there's still a child in me that hopefully never goes away. To be honest, but I no, I like I that. See, I like that. Energy. I see that's okay. You know, I see the but you can't. You know, you just can't be. I don't know. I mean, what's the balance between fun and then, you know like responsibility moderation, but also moderation has to be the key to life yeah something you know? something all right guys well that's it for this week thank you so much for tuning in as always we appreciate love, it love uh, give us some good comments we love those five stars and uh...